Meet Your Maker makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Meat only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup guaranteeing you the best price. Meat also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry, and Meat ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit MeetYourMaker.com and use code WAYPOINT for an exclusive discount. And get ready to deer IY this fall. This podcast is brought to you by Gundog Outdoors and Dakota 283 Kennels. Hi, hunters. Thank you for tuning into the Flushem and Dustin podcast brought to you by Nick and Tyler. The boys from Ringnecks and Retrievers. In this podcast, we will talk about guns, dogs, gear, and our successes and failures in the field through our combined 40 years of experience. We speak with hunters just like you from across the nation about their days in the field and the many memories they built with their friends and family. We are excited to have you listen. Now let's get to Flushing and Dustin. Hunters, welcome back to another Flushing and Dustin podcast. We got an exciting guest uh, tonight. We got a Chris Ingram. He is a digital editor for Gundog Magazine as well as Wildfowl Magazine. Uh, has some amazing pictures out there. Uh, is very good behind the behind the camera. So we brought him on tonight because uh, we're going to talk cameras. We're going to dive into it, uh, and he's got some great information to share you with you. And so, Chris, introduce yourself. Very good. Well, first off, you know, thanks, uh, Nick and Tyler, for having me. Um, happy yes, to be here, and hopefully I can be helpful. But um, my name is Chris Ingram. I currently live in Middlebury, Vermont, uh, in the Green Mountains here, and um, originally from Wisconsin, uh, but moved out here about 10 years ago. You look and, like a cheesehead. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you can only I'm see just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's funny because out here the cheese is white. Uh, you know, they like their craft beer, but that's about the only difference uh, from Wisconsin, the yellow cheese. But uh, so reminds me of home. Uh, some great similarities, you know, great uh, place to enjoy the outdoors. Um, and uh, so, like I said, been here about 10 years now. And uh, originally uh, got started hunting with my dad back in Wisconsin and uh, started as a deer hunter. Um, uh, wasn't a good deer hunter, didn't have a lot of sit in me. And uh, if you guys remember when that chronic wasting came out, oh, yeah, uh, that was like right in the area we were hunting. And so it was kind of like, we're going to, we're going to stop, you know, wait to see how this shakes out. Um, and by that time I, you know, got into high school and uh, started, you know, chasing down other things, right. Other interests and um, kind of got away from the outdoors in large part. Um, and really not until I moved here did I kind so of... So were you chasing women or... I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> you know, this, the sports, sports women, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, as, as it does to us, but um, um, I, I got back out, you know, when I got here in Vermont, uh, was was interested, I had some more time, was wanting to get back into the outdoors, and was thinking about getting deer hunting again, because that's what I knew. Uh, and, uh, out here in the Northeast, we have a lot of wood ducks. So as I was kind of scouting for deer, I started to see these little timber rockets flying by and I thought, well, this looks easy enough. <laughs> so, uh, kind of, you know, traded the uh, rifle for a shotgun and the, you know, the bibs for, for waders and, and got into duck hunting. And usually, uh, usually when I'm in the timber, my wood ducks are behind me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, but was really passionate about waterfall hunting for for a number of years, and um, and then kind of had uh, gotten bit by the upland bug. Um, I started to find the other timber rockets, uh, the timber doodles, and realized I could hunt them. Did and, you uh, could you explain what that uh, upland bug looks like? It was like a tick or. Well, you know, when, uh, when these birds just kind of launch out in front of you and you're like, well, oh, this looks like fun. This looks easy enough. Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's, uh, that's kind of my, my story with hunting. I consider myself to be that reactivated hunter, if you will. So um, yeah, very still kind, nice. of, kind of getting giddy like a kid, you know, yeah. out there. So, so do you, uh so give us a good story obviously you took a break from hunting you got back into hunting probably a different world hunting out on the east you're on the east coast right yeah on the east coast what what is the bird what's bird hunting like out there sure uh well first of all a lot of people don't kind of always know where vermont is on the map to be honest i actually uh when i moved out here i took a job and i had to kind of look at the geography too where where is that is it in canada is it on the coast is it <laughs> so uh, we, we kind of like to keep it that way, but, um, but definitely come and visit us. So, um, we, we are kind of near the coast, you know, uh, we've got New Hampshire and Maine out that way, but, um, we've got a spectacular venue for upland bird hunting, lots of waterfall, um, all the different ducks, um, puddle ducks, uh, diver ducks, we get geese, um, snow geese over in New York. Um, but New England's great because they're small states, you know, it's easy to travel uh, to get into some different spots within just a couple of hours. Um, you know, you can get out to hunt sea ducks, you can go chase all different kinds of birds, uh, you know, Maine, uh, grouse, um, all that different stuff. So, um, but the, the, the story that comes to mind is, is, is actually kind of a funny uh, intro. There's uh, a mentor of sorts that I had here. Um, in the upland space, former Fish and Wildlife Commissioner. It's kind of a, a local celebrity of sorts, and he runs uh, English setters and field trials. He's got some wicked uh, field dogs and, and great hunting dogs, and um, he's, he's hard to get a hold of. He's active, you know, but I thought, boy, if I'm ever going to get a chance to hunt behind some good dogs and get a shot at one of these grouse, it's going to be with Pat Barry, and so I got an invite one day. He texted me. I stayed home from work or was, you know, lying on the couch or whatever. And, um, looked over at the wife and said, looks like I'm going hunting, you know? Okay. And, um, he wanted to take me to one of his favorite woodcock covers. And I thought, you know, I tried to twist his arm a little bit, like, let's, let's go find the grouse, you know, and he wasn't having it. Uh, so he said, meet me at this, uh, this, uh, store, you know, um, it's down in this town on this road. And I, I said, Pat, that's, that's not it. You know that you got your wires crossed or something. That's not it. No, no, no. It's fine. Just, just meet me there. Uh, so he went to where he thought he was supposed to be. And I went where I thought I was supposed to be. And it was two different places. So not, not off to a great start here, but, uh, once we find a, uh, finally kind of got together on things, he come up where I was and, uh, we did end up going to the grouse spot. Um, so, and uh, it was kind of nice because it was my first experience really being behind uh, a flushing dog and, and somebody that was super knowledgeable. Um, we got into absolute picturesque cover, you know, classic New England landscape with the, the rock wall and the old overgrown orchard farmstead. Oh, wow. Pipe. 
you know, uh, blue, uh, bluebird, crispy October uh, day. Uh, we, uh, we parked the truck and closed the door and a grouse dr- you know, drummer sounded off. And I just thought, this is it, you know, like yeah. long time is, is here today. And uh, so we kind of went through the cover a little bit. We actually moved some woodcock. Uh, took some shots, didn't get any birds. And then uh, we found that drummer and uh, the dog put the bird up in front of Pat. He knocked it down. You know, I was kind of able to see what that was like and um, just have that experience. And so, um, but fortunately we kind of moved around a little bit more, um, ended up moving another bird and uh, it kind of sailed off to my right hand side. And I just, man, I just, you look and shoot, you know, how them grouse are and uh, kind of sailed off and I didn't really see it pick up or, or crash down or whatever else. Um, you want to talk about some neat dog work. The dog took off and went in and um, I just see in his tail twitching like that. He's kind of stopped and I knew exactly what that was. And he came back out with that bird in his mouth. And oh man, uh, I, I lost first it, experience. I, it was just awesome, you know, and, and to kind of have that, that first bird experience with uh, a mentor, you know, someone that I admire and, um, you know, just equally appreciative of that. <laughs> it's, uh, man, it's been hard to, to kind of stack some memories against that, but uh, that one certainly stands out for me. That's, that's, yeah, man. that's a great story. That is awesome. That landscape sounds amazing. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's just classic, you know, you read about it in the books, and uh, uh, of course they call them Potridge uh, out here a lot, um, but the differentiator is uh, you shoot Potridge uh, out the back window of your truck on a dirt road with a 22, and roughed grouse are what you shoot with a shotgun in your dog, so, oh, uh, nice. but, you know, I'm not, I'm not playing sides, uh, Hunting is hunting, legal is legal. Uh, you know they eat the same. So, but uh, right. yeah, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> so you got a couple awesome pictures behind you. It looks like you got a lab there and a blind and a was that a pointer there up in the upland fields? Yes, sir. So what got you into cameras? Sure. So um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to use humor a bit tonight, but uh, another kind of funny story is like I said, I moved to Vermont. Um, self-taught. I didn't have anybody to teach me, you know, when I started duck hunting and, um, I got interested in the magazines, of course, Gundog and Wildfowl, right. Um, and just the presentation, the artwork, the stories, I mean, man, it just puts you there. It's this whole, um, you know, emotional experience. And so that really kind of sparked my interest in that. And, um, I was a, I was a terrible duck hunter. I mean, I couldn't find ducks. I couldn't shoot ducks to bring home. Are you um, and Tyler brothers? <laughs> How did I know that no, was going to be coming? He, oh, can't, he, he can't hit shit either half the time. <laughs> I can take decent pictures. There you yeah. go. There you there go. You, there so you, you're, you're can. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so picking up the camera and kind of, you know, preserving the moments and, um, capturing those experiences was uh, a way to stay out in the woods, you know, longer, um, have a, a deeper appreciation for it. It just changed the motivation. I was after, you know, capturing photos and trying to stack limits, right? Um, but it was also a great opportunity for me to meet people, you know, now um, you start getting some good photos and tagging along and 
you usually have a spot in a blind or a boat with somebody uh, when you carry that camera around. So, you know, I really respect <laughs> that because I feel like even me, like, especially on like opening day or whatever, I don't want to be carrying a camera opening day. I want to get a damn bird, you know, I'm still like, uh, but then after like you get your first bird, you know, then it's like, okay, everybody else can shoot and stuff. Sure. But uh, that's, that's a respectable thing for you to be able to just put it down and capture those moments, especially if you got a first time hunter out there. That's oh, uh, yeah. that'd be, yeah. that'd be awesome to, to capture. Yeah. And it kind of becomes a hunt in and of itself. And, and, and you'll see that Tyler, as you start to go through where, you know, you're hunting for that perfect angle, you know, the right lighting or, you know, anticipating that moment. Uh, it's, it's equally as, as exciting, you know, as, as shooting birds. Are, so. Do you do first time hunters for free then? Like come, capture them because tyler still left for his first bird so. yeah <laughs> yeah I, and i mean that's the cool thing too um i i love to to get invites from friends and to go out and and um I, I wish i could do it every day you know for free um it's really neat to be able to give that moment to somebody for them to relive forever absolutely so you, yeah. you said you're self-taught what i mean how many hours hmm. do you feel like you've put into learning a camera i mean where did you start at compared to where you're at now yeah yeah for sure um i i got a camera from my wife and my family as a birthday present uh this was probably like six years ago or so now and um you know just started watching youtube videos and like reaching out to different photographers online asking them questions um and 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 being self-taught you know it's it's one of those things just like hunting where you kind of have to get those learned experiences for yourself, make the mistakes, you know, you start moving dials around and well, that doesn't look right. What can I do to change it? You know, you, you really just kind of start to put yourself through those paces and uh, you know, you can make mistakes, right? Um, you can kind of get through that, but uh, oh man, YouTube is, is incredible <laughs> there for every question you have, for every technique you want to learn, you know, there's a, there's a video for it. So I'd literally just start typing how to do this or how to do that. Um, you know, and then connecting with so others. You, you actually looked it up by yourself. You're not one of those people that go on Facebook and like, Hey, looking for a place to get my oil changed. Where do I go? Like, what the fuck? Go on, look it up. Drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah. Man, I, <laughs> I, I, I've always been a person to enjoy like pushing myself that's, and getting that's awesome. to the challenge. And so, yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, and this is one reason that Nick and I have ringnecks and retrievers is we use it to document our dogs, mm. right? We want to have a place that 10 years from now, we can go back and look at pictures of our dogs and stuff, you know, and obviously we want to take nice pictures to have, you know, and um, so if someone getting into the camera game for hunting, right, I, you see that a lot what's a good camera for hunting what yeah. where do where does someone start what would you recommend they sure. do to start sure well uh i i've been excited to use this analogy and and something that i'm passionate about and that that you and your uh listeners will all understand um we've all been in the forums where you see what kind of dog should i get and, you know, that's a very loaded question. I, I cringe when I see that because it's kind of like, I don't know anything about you. I can't like confidently recommend anything for you. Right. Um, so I kind of treat 
you know, offering advice with the camera game the same way. Um, you know, what's your, and, and Tyler, you know, these are the questions that, that went back and forth between you and I, because you're someone that's going through this now, you know, what's your experience with using cameras? Have you used film? Have you used any digital? Um, what do you want to capture? You know, are you doing landscapes? Are you doing portraits and lifestyle? Or is it, you know, wildlife? Um, are you interested in video? You know, there's a couple different kind of things that I want to know about somebody and, and what they want to do with this before I can offer any sort of advice. So that's really what I kind of like to get from people. Um, you know, budget is, is definitely like a, something to be talking about, you know, um, but only because I can help, you know, steer you into something that's, that's, that you can afford, right? So I think anybody that's going to be looking to get into photography and wants to buy a camera should, should think about those, you know, get a list going. Um, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want to do. And then we can go from there. Yeah. So let's say, let's say, say you're me. I don't know yeah. anything about cameras. You know, I don't I, I'm terrible at putting pictures on Instagram too. And I give Tyler all the credit for it, <laughs> but um, I do have two pictures. I recently took of my dog and they're going to be going up soon. <laughs> all right. Um, but let, let's say you're not looking at a video right mm -hmm. for a dog or for hunting and you mainly want it for pictures after the hunt pictures mm -hmm. during the off season sure where something do you go to, from there something to make yeah. you look good so your wife loves you better <laughs> yeah there's there's a filter for that right? <laughs> i don't know if there's a good enough one for nick yeah, probably yeah. not probably not <laughs> Uh, you know, the other thing I kind of liken to once you start dialing it in a little bit more is we always talk about camera systems. You know, should I go Nikon? Should I go Sony? Should I go Canon? And it's really hard to compare systems just because I really feel that certain systems are better for certain uh, attributes or certain activities. You know, I started on a Nikon. Um, but I soon went to Canon because at that point I was interested in, you know, frame rates. I wanted to shoot multiple quick frames. Um, Canon, you know, sports and wildlife shooters, there's a lot of lens options, right? Um, but, but think about camera systems more so when you're comparing like automakers, you know, if you put uh, uh, a Colorado next to a Tacoma, you know, next to uh, a Ranger, you know, those are kind of in the same class, yep. you know, versus a Ferrari and, uh, you know, a half ton pickup or, or something like that, you know, so it, it, you can get closer to kind of apples to apples. And then really at that point, it becomes about, you know, certain things that you want to get, right. Um, or, or certain things that that system offers. Um, but, uh, but a lot of times, you know, nowadays these camera makers, they're, they're all coming out with very similar like spec cameras. Um, it's just kind of comes down to like preference then, you know, what's the usability, what are the menu systems like, you know, but um, unless you're kind of wanting certain something, I might tell you, you know, go to Sony if you want to do video or, um, you know, go to this if you want to do that. So, yeah. So do you have you know, a recommendation for, because I mean, obviously all of our listeners are going to be in the upland fields or wetlands or something. Yeah. They're obviously going to be taking pictures of birds or dogs moving fast or mm -hmm. 
you know, more action photos, maybe. I don't know. Um, but is there a base, like frames per second? Hmm. You know, can you touch on that terminology that when someone, yeah, sure. what's like a base that they should yeah. start at and then build from there? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, a lot of your kind of entry level cameras, and you're going to see them kind of come in kits on Amazon and eBay. Um, you know, the Canon Rebel series, the T6Is, the T7Is. Um, the Canon M50 mirrorless or like the Sony A6000 series, the Nikon D3000, D5000 series, they're all very similar, similar uh, features and, 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 and specifications. So like megapixel is something that's kind of a buzzword that people are familiar with, you know, that has to do with like the resolution, you know, most cameras are kind of coming out now with like 20 to 24 um, me uh, megapixels. Um, the frame rate is kind of how many shots per second you, you can shoot, you know, so if you want to shoot that dog that's, that's running, you know, through the water, you want to kind of capture, you know, you shoot a series that burst mode, right? Um, so looking at that, um, you know, some of the other things um, I'm trying to think about, um, you know, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. I mean, well, were there not to interrupt but would there yeah, be no lens you know obviously yes, another yes. thing is there's like when i've been looking there's <clears throat> thousands of different lenses you know and they say 10 to 200 and then they have mm -hmm. f numbers and v numbers and i'm like i don't even know what the shit this means <laughs> you know and yeah. yeah like i just want something that like is versatile so i don't have to be carrying around 10 different lenses mm -hmm. to make a good shot you know yeah, that that camera you got sitting behind you there chris what's that uh, you got bigfoot on that thing there what <laughs> <laughs> well, you know and this, is, this is kind of my go-to this is uh this is a canon r6 with the 70 to 200 so kind of, you know wide range but it's telephoto you know um and i carry i carry way too much gear when i go out you know because um you've got those different lens ranges, like you said, and, um, you know, that focal length. So the 70 to 200 or the 24 to 70, that's the, the millimeter It's actually the distance, uh, of the lens to the sensor. Um, but that kind of helps you dictate, like if you're shooting, you know, close up versus landscape versus punched in, um, you know, but I, I usually carry two cameras, you know, in the field. I've got, you know, a couple different lenses. Um, like this here is a 50 millimeter. So it's a, it's a fixed focal length. You know, you, you zoom with your feet um, versus this 24 to 70, you know, that you crank on it to zoom, right? Have you ever wanted to process your own wild game from start to finish? Meet Your Maker has you covered. Meat makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Meat only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup, guaranteeing you the best price. Meat also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry. And Meet ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit MeetYourMaker.com and use code WAYPOINT for an exclusive discount. And get ready to Dear IY this fall. Um, and then all of these lenses come with different aperture ranges or f-stops as you call them. Um, you know, 
a lot of your kind of entry level, you know, kit lenses are, are going to be the variable aperture. Um, you know, your 18 to 55, f3.5 to 5.6. Um, the aperture is the opening uh, uh, in, the, in the lens that, that allows the light to come in, right? And so the more wide open, as they say, the smaller the number. You know, so my my f 1.2 50 millimeters is is super you know wide aperture you know versus something that that dials in a little bit more, um, you know. And honestly, when you're getting started, you're, you know, I encourage people to get that bundle. Um, you get that Sony, that Canon, that Nikon camera bundle kit, and it's got you know sometimes two lenses. It's got your your 18 to 55, 16 to 50 that you're going to use for your landscapes and your portraits, your blind work and, and close-up work. And then they'll have sometimes that 55 to 200, somewhere in that range, where you can punch out a little bit. You can get that dog coming back with the bird or, you know, working longer retrieves. And, you know, honestly, for, for somebody starting out, you know, just get the camera out there, start taking frames, you know, don't get too caught up in, uh, what do these numbers mean and, and, and things like that. Um, I actually picked up on something a while ago and I've, I've started to tell people, you know, shoot in that auto mode, right? Um, the camera's going to do a pretty darn good job of being, you know, proper, properly exposed, you know, freezing motion, things like that. Look at those settings to help understand, you know, kind of where you want to be with some of those things like, the aperture and the shutter speed, right? So um, don't get too intimidated, you know, don't don't put yourself out, but just kind of get out there and start shooting, yeah. Yeah, and what, a, you know, you talk about these entry-level cameras and these kits, you know, <clears throat> do the kits come with bag, you know, carry bags, do they come with, what, yeah. what what's all in these kits and kind of what's a good price range if someone's looking out there. Sure. Um, another, another thing I wanted to mention, you know, with some of these kits and these, these mirrorless cameras, we're all familiar with the, the uh, kind of larger DSLRs. Um, they have a mirror inside of it that has to flip up and down to take the photo, you know, versus these uh, newer, smaller um, mirrorless bodies. So mirrorless cameras are really nice because they fit in, you know, to your upland vest. Now they fit into your duck blind bag. Um, you know, a uh, much smaller form factor and lighter and, and such like that. But, um, you know, typically I would say around a thousand dollars, you know, six, 700 to a thousand dollars. Um, you're going to get a really high end, like entry level camera kit. What about the um, new, uh, iPhone? That's what I have here. Well, and you know, that's a good point, Nick. I mean, I've, I've heard people that have like, you know, put down all of the things that they're looking for and thinking about. And it's kind of like, well, shit, you should just get the next iPhone. Uh, <laughs> it does. I mean, I'm by no means any good with it, but uh, it does take good pictures. It's got different lenses on it, right? It yeah. Did, yeah. There's like yeah. three of them on the back. Yeah. It's I mean, good. it does burst mode and panoramas. It does slow motion. It does probably 4k, you know, HDR. It does all these yep. fancy things that are, yeah the same tech they're putting into these cameras. So, um, you know, and again, too, if I can't get my camera out in time, you know, you just go into the pocket and you're going to get the shot. So yeah, and it's also a thousand dollars if y'all want to know. Is that right? Okay. 
It yeah. is not or cheap. I, or I think it's, I don't know what it is, $45 a, a month for two years or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's funny. Not, yeah, not not to be ignored, you know. And, and like I said, it's just, it, they're all tools, you know. They, they essentially do the same thing. It's just kind of what's your preference. And, you know, the nice thing about getting that entry-level camera is oftentimes you can um, upgrade to, you know, faster lenses or longer lenses, you know, these all mount on. Um, so you can always upgrade and, and that, you know, people think, well, I got to get the, the latest and greatest. I got to spend the most money to get the best images. And, and you really don't, you know what I mean? Like I've even, my one of my favorite cameras is this 5D Mark one. It's a 5D classic. It came out like 15 years ago. It's 12 megapixels. Um, this cover is taken with that camera. You know what I mean? So you don't have to have 50 or more megapixels, you know, to shoot a, a winning cover. It's about, it's about, you know, what you see and, and how you use that, you know, what story are you trying to tell? What emotion are you conveying? And, and I, a lot of it is, is um, kind of setting up or being in the right place at the right time. Some of it's kind of like um, planning, but yeah. honestly, a lot of good photography is just like lucky, like shit luck. Like you happen to be there. The light was perfect. The dog stood there and did what it did. You know what I mean? So, but, uh, so I, I think you touched on a good point with your cover photo there behind you. I think I'm echoing, but, um, you know, I think the photography part is really a good picture. You could have the clearest picture, but if it doesn't tell the story, you know, then yeah. how good a picture is it really? You know, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you could have just the picture of the dog with the hunter. If you just had the dog's face and didn't have the hunter in the background and the trees and the landscape, like what is that, you know, how good is that picture in reality then, you know? And sure. And the, the other thing too is, is like, I think we touched on earlier is, you know, if you can photograph, you know, your son's first bird, your daughter's you know, first, uh, uh, working with the dog, this or that, pick it, pick anything. Right. Um, <laughs> no, one's going to look in, at that and say, Hey, that that's, you know, that exposure is slightly under, you know, or like your, your composition isn't by the rule of thirds, you know, like people don't, don't say that stuff. I, I, I have done and still do wedding photography and, you know, the, the images that, 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 uh, compel people the most that, that move them the most are, are just candid emotions. You know, they're, yep. they're technically not perfect at all, but you've, you've captured something, something special. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So how'd you get into shooting for these magazines, Chris? Yeah. Good, good question. Uh, so as I started to, uh, I guess, get better with the camera, um, and I, don't, I can let me interrupt you. And I don't mean this in like a bad way, but yeah. you don't have a degree, right? And these magazines oh, yeah. sought, sought out you. And I, and I mean, I don't know what that means because I haven't sure. uh, obviously looked into it, but I know there's photography school, I guess it'd be called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you did this all on your own. So, which is even yeah. more amazing. So, more yeah. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate yeah. that. And, um, you know, I worked hard at it. Um, I made great connections with people. A lot of life is kind of who you know and who can help you along and, and so forth. But uh, like I said, I got to a point where I became more interested in carrying the camera with me on the hunts and, and um, you know, sought out opportunities, knocked on doors, you know, that way. 
Um, and I, I wanted to do more. Um, I wanted to monetize. I wanted to help, you know, pay for this hobby and upgrade gear and pay for trips and so on. Um, I, you know, I guess kind of just started to, to reach out to different people and, you know, newer, younger companies um, in the, the fly fishing, waterfall hunting, uplands and dog space, you know, new company comes out, you know, do you need help with uh, some imagery and, and some digital marketing? You know, um, I studied digital marketing, um, you know, learned SEO and copywriting and kind of built my asset base as, as bigger and beyond just a photographer. It's, it's really hard these days to make a living as a photographer, um, you know, you can place a job with an agency um, and have full-time work, but a lot of freelancers, especially like in editorial and magazine work, you know, they're working job to job. They're trying to sell image by image, you know, so oh, wow. if you can, and, and, and print is not what it used to be, right? I mean, it used to be um, dozens of titles and, and it was kind of the go-to source, you know, for, uh, all of your information, your stories, et cetera. Uh, even advertising was, was a big side of that, but now we go online, we go to Instagram, you know, so, um, it's, it's still prevalent. It's just kind of changed, you know, a little bit, but, uh, just, just kind of, uh, you know, putting myself through the paces and, and just, foraging my own path, you know, was able to get on the radar of some of these different companies and build my portfolio. Um, you know, I started getting into commercial work, um, working with different companies um, and picked up the writing. You know, um, I feel very strongly that uh, if you can write well and, and, and photograph well, like you can still be a tremendous asset, you know, in this outdoor industry. Oh, hell yeah, you can be. Yeah. And we're, we're fighting like hell to kind of keep print alive. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's personally my, one of my favorite ways to, to consume this content is, um, it's a hell of a lot better than social media <laughs> yeah. and we got And we got a fucking page, but yeah, I always yeah. say, yeah. I don't know if I would have it if, uh, if we didn't have all this, uh, online stuff going on. Well, and it, it's just diversification, right? I mean, every brand, you know, has a digital presence now, you know, and, and I think it's great what you guys are doing, you know, with, with, uh, the different social, uh, accounts and the podcast and website, all that different stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. So what is, I mean, what is your day? look like what i mean what's a digital editor do yeah for sure no um it's a great question it's it's somewhat of a new concept uh uh you know because you think editor with the magazine but now there's there's digital and so um this is a newer position at uh, gundog and wildfall whereby i'm a content creator you know so i'm out um, photographing and writing stories but i'm also working with our freelance contributors um, to hand out assignments and, and to build out, you know, our digital delivery on the website. Um, so, I mean, day to day is, you know, publishing articles, uh, editing stories as they come in, handing out assignments, um, you know, working uh, with our editor in chief, um, working with our associate editor on some of the print side, um, you know, really kind of bringing into this new era of, you know, Gundog is more than just a, a magazine, you know, we're, we're a brand and, and we're your go-to source, you know, for, for, for things with upland hunting and, and, and bird dogs, you know, so um, just kind of trying to tap into some of those different markets, but uh, 
Yeah, you know, every day is different. Um, a lot of times it's uh, it's sitting here in the office working on the computer, but uh, still able to get out in the field and, and, you know, we'll start going on trips here soon. And um, yeah, yeah. So do you have, do you have like a group of hunters that you go follow around uh, that you ask? Um, how, how's that work? Yeah, sure. So, you know, part of my job is to come up with uh, what, what, what myself and our edit team feels would be interesting stories or, or content, you know, you come up with topics and it might be something that I'm going to write about or, or hand out, you know, to one of our contributors. Um, but really trying to focus in on what are, what are hunters and dog handlers, you know, talking about what's, what's trending, what's, what's new, what's hip, what's, uh, you know, what's controversial, you know, maybe what, um, what's all the buzz, you know, and how can we kind of attach ourselves and, and deliver that content outwardly? Yeah. So do you, so when you, when you post stuff or when you edit stuff, a lot of that's coming in from like, Nick and I writing in to Gundog or I mean, how does, yeah, where does no, that information a, come from? Yeah, yeah. Great question. So a lot of times, you know, the, the writers that you see in, in all of our favorite magazines, you know, there's feature writers that are almost poets, you know, they know how to tell a captivating story and, you know, they might kind of do that full time or it's part of their, their gig. Um, some of them are dog trainers or veterinarians that kind of have that authority. They, they have the expertise on a subject matter. Um, but what's really nice about digital and not just with our brand, but I mean, in the industry in general is there, there's these end users, you know, like you and, and I here um, that have something to say, you know, there's an experience, there's a story, um, there's a special interest topic or something like that. And, um, you know, the editorial world is, is essentially, it is a two-way street, you know, so we might get inquiries or submissions from someone like you, um, you know, it might be, uh, you know, a seasoned writer, um, you know, but, but sometimes we kind of look out there too at, at uh, trying to recruit new talent or, um, you know, see what somebody's all about. So it's, uh, it's a really just an incredible time to be, to be working in this industry. Yeah, that does sound interesting. I might have to start a blog up to see how my writing skills are because I don't know if my talking <laughs> skills are any good. Well, but, neither are your shooting skills, so we won't judge you there. How to monetize something of mine. Keep going down that list. Yeah. Can't sell my body either, so I don't know what's going to work. Well, we never asked Taylor yet. So. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. So, Chris, if someone's, and we might have already touched on it, but someone's obviously looking for a camera, right? That's really where what Instagram is about. Everybody that follows us on Instagram, they're just trying to get a better picture, right? Mm -hmm. Be able to tell the story. If you had the top tip that you could give someone getting into it, what would you tell them? Yeah, uh, you know, this just comes to me right now as we're as uh, as you're asking me. I would say just kind of don't overthink it. Um, you know, find something you can live with that you can get started because it might even be, uh, you know, a secondhand, you know, your wife had a camera from photography school, you know, that's been sitting in the closet and you dig it out and start shooting with that. Or, um, you know, you ask for it from your family next Christmas, right? Um, the first camera that you get is not going to be the last one you end with um, because you're going to outgrow it. 
more than likely uh, you're going to change direction. Um, and, you know, we got a new camera coming out every six months, you know, so it's just at that, that, that pace now. Um, but more importantly, as all these cameras do the same thing, you know, even the film camera does the same thing as a mirrorless, it takes a photo. Um, you know, there's those, the three basics of photography you might have heard, or you will hear, is the exposure triangle, your shutter speed, your aperture, and your ISO. And when you can control and manipulate those three things, that's all photography is. You know what I mean? Um, What's so, ISO? <laughs> so ISO or, or ISO, ESO, it's pronounced several different ways. It's, it's the sensitivity of the sensor to light. Um, if you're familiar with like adjusting gain on any type of electronic device, that's, that's all it is. There you go, right there on your microphone. Um, and if you're familiar with like when you crank up uh, the gain on your mic, you might introduce interference or background noise, whatever else. Um, the same thing on a camera is when you crank up the ISO, you introduce that noise or that graininess. So again, it's, it's taking that triangle and, and balancing, you know, you want to be as your lowest ISO as you can, but have a shutter speed and an aperture to be able to take the photo. Um, but uh, like I said, all cameras are going to do that the same, um, just different buttons or menus and what have you. So, you know, just get into a camera, start rocking with it, learn about it. Um, and then you can grow from there. I mean, that's like, you know, my first car was not a Ferrari. You know, I had no business being in something that I didn't know how to drive, you know. So get in, learn how to use it, and uh, and you'll get somewhere. Yeah. Nice. Very interesting. So thinking about, thinking about getting a camera now, Nick, or you know, wait to see what time. Well, I think my wife actually has, she does have a camera. I'll have to look to see what kind yeah. it is, though. I've never yeah. used it. But, but even too, I mean, you know, your iPhone, as I understand, like has control, you have portrait mode and, and you, I think you can control some of those settings, right? Uh, well, you know, Chris. I'm I, sure uh, you can. We're going to have to do a, <laughs> a lesson. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, there's portrait on here. Oh yeah, there's, uh, oh yeah, yeah, there's all sorts but, of But, um, you know, to, to get back to your point, Tyler's like. Slow-mo. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to do that for Tyler when he's shooting at a bird. Yeah, slow mo, man. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll hear the audio drawn out too, <laughs> and then you'll probably hear me. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So we're probably gonna post this one up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Is there anything? And we can go to a different view, so basically you'd be the main view. Is there anything on your cameras right now that you'd like to show us that could? be a couple tips that you might've learned along the way. Um, maybe when you look at a screen, what the, where don't worry, Chris, I'm getting it all figured out. Are. I can, I can share some tips. I'm just figuring it out. Oh, right okay. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> um, is there anything that you can think of that's on the cameras right now that sure would be a good tip to give someone? Yeah. And you know, my, my cameras are going to look a little different. Um, you know, just because uh, they kind of camera makers have, you know, your entry level, your prosumer, and then kind of your professional high end grade. So a lot of times like the, the dial buttons, and I don't know if this is upside down or backwards, but, you know, you're going to have a lot of the same um, kind of dial functions. Um, 
you know, this year it doesn't have the sports mode and the portrait mode and landscape mode, but if somebody's starting out and they're getting that camera that does, you know, use those because the camera is going to get you dialed into like appropriate settings and then you can get comfortable with what that looks like, what that feels like, you know, pull up on the back of your screen, you know, how does that shot look and, and look at the settings, you know, what is the shutter speed? Well, the shutter speed is a fraction, right? It's, it's one over 8,000 down to 30 seconds. So the shutter speed is the amount of time that your sensor is exposed to light. And, you know, that influences the brightness and darkness, but it also uh, influences motion and whether you're going to freeze motion like a bird in flight or you want to blur motion and like sometimes you want to intentionally break the rules if you will so you know learning learning that that core group of the exposure triangle learn it so then you can kind of know how to break those rules but uh awesome i mean it's it's a lot you know like i had a buddy here just uh started a couple weeks ago with a camera and i mean it's like he's texting me every five minutes you know what does this do and that do um you know he probably, he probably got a disposable and then threw it away <laughs> and <made the> pictures <laughs> yeah yeah but hey you know, chris i didn't get any of my pictures off my disposable what'd you do with it well i threw it away it's a disposable camera <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's an off that's on the office by the way they do that oh man you're the you're the jokester huh Nick? Yeah, they, yeah. They, oh, take yeah. pictures, they take pictures and then she's like well that was a waste and then she threw them away <laughs> <laughs> yeah it didn't show up oh no but um i mean maybe more helpful you know than than kind of intimidating somebody with all the different acronyms and and you know stuff on the back of the screen um i thought some other helpful advice might be you know talk to your parents you know a lot of them used to shoot photos or if you got a family member a friend or somebody that you know uh was in high school photography or is an amateur um you know hop on those those local uh or i'm sorry those um those facebook forums you know waterfall photographers and videographers or um there are local cam uh, camera clubs or photo groups and they go on walks together and you get to, you know, shoot and talk to somebody. Why is this doing this? You know, and how do I do this? You know, um, and, and reach out to me. Like I'm happy to give my contact info. I'm happy to talk to anyone. If you're trying to navigate the menu or figure out a purchase, you know, like there's nothing more frustrating than like getting the wrong gear or, you know, getting in over your head or, or whatever. Um, and so, you know, anything I can do or anybody else can do, find those people that are willing to help you, you know, they're out there for sure. Yeah, man. And you've helped me, you know, I, I sent you some messages that, well, I asked you about the drone thing first and, sure. you know, then I was <clears throat> looking at the camera just for, uh, you know, my other business. And I was like, I don't even know where to start, to be honest. There's so much shit out there that you know, it's like, I don't want to spend $5,000 on a camera because I'm one, I don't know if I'm going to be any good and if I'm going to like it. Right. So I don't want to go all in right away. Sure. I didn't know um, you asked him about a drone. You trying to act like a bird since you can't hit him. No, <laughs> I got it. So if I, so if I list anybody's land, I can take some nice drone footage. <laughs> Yeah, 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 maybe man. maybe scout over to that cover, see what the pheasants yeah. are doing. Yeah, yeah. I see. I got to have any advantage I can take. <laughs> Come on. 
<laughs> but uh you know and what do you have any good youtube channels that you recommend I mean, besides ring next and retrievers, but it's fine. Well, that, yeah, after that, I mean, uh, <laughs> there, there are a couple uh, good ones. Um, Frono's photo uh, is, is a good one. Um, it's, a, it's a lot more kind of gear-based, you know, which is helpful. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, because I, I got served so many different kind of random videos by, uh, by just, you know, typing in, you know, what different things mean. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I don't have anything in particular other than that. But um, but if you got something in mind, you know, search for it. Um, you know, search on Google. You know, um, there there's going to be somebody else that had that question that's going through what you're going through. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Chris, I appreciate you for your time tonight. It was yeah. super informative. Super informative. Um, this is information overload. Uh, you know, so I, I think, uh, I hope our listeners get a lot of good value out of this. Um, hopefully they send you some DMS, you know, and get you some questions and, uh, maybe sometime we'll either come out there and get you to picture some of our hunts, or maybe we can get you out this way sometime if you're passing through, you know? Uh, yeah. I got, I got to make a trip home at some point there. Uh, yeah. South, South Wisconsin. So yeah, that you do. So mm -hmm. you know, if you're ever coming out this way, we definitely appreciate you coming along. You can carry the gun; it's fine. Oh, okay. Probably, yeah. probably do better than I would anyway. So <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> but uh, again, we appreciate it. Um, like I said, tons of information, and might have to have you come back on for another one if we get a bunch of questions off this one. Yeah, that'd be great, guys. Yeah, thank you, awesome. Chris. Appreciate Very good. It. Yeah, thanks so much. Right, have a great night.